you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd overdrive. I will always survive. Fanboy, baby. Feel so alive watching Babylon 5. It's going to be a fanboy, baby. Listen up, Hey, thank you, Nate. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And uh, I have with us, uh, obviously, being a sound master tonight, hey, hey. Hey, I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And actually, and we've got uh, a special guest tonight. I'm just going to bring it up. There he is. Hi, I'm Steve Mix of Green Machine Comics. And I got to run your banner across. Here we go. So anybody, Steve is the Steve Mix is an entrepreneur, owner of Green Machine, co-owner of Green Machine Comics in Newark, California, in the New Park Mall. Is that correct? Yep, New Park Mall. Okay, and of course, uh, as you all saw, uh, we've got uh, Nate Costa back, and I'm going to run his ad too, uh, and that is WickedChickenWings.com. That is the. <laughs> although I have to specify. Uh, as I found out, uh, I have to specify to um, to YouTube whether we're sponsored or not. I don't consider Wicked Chicken Wings uh, or Wicked Chicken as the restaurant a sponsor so much as I want it to stay open. So Nate, you know, as public service announcement. Yeah, it re- it really is. It really is. So uh, we, of course, uh, before we begin, uh, if we talk about anything. This is awkward because we've got Steve here. If you cannot get a, a book we talk about on Fanboy Planet at Green Machine Comics, uh, there is indeed uh, an Amazon link on the uh, on the Fanboy Planet website. And anything we are affiliated, any purchase you make that way can be through. Uh, we'll generate some revenue. But if I understand right, uh, if we, if I'm correct, Steve, the GreenMachine.Comics.com will ship books as well. Yes, we yeah. will. So uh, you know, we we might have we might discuss something that is of uh, of a different uh, you know that maybe is not in your ordinary comic stuff. So maybe that's the case. Although I think tonight we're not. We're going to be talking pretty much comics. So um, and I should also say that if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. As well, uh, you can join the conversation. Through Facebook, some of you would have been tonight on Facebook, but Facebook kicked us off. Kick uh, of oh, we just saw a gremlin run past you uh, <laughs> behind Nate. Um, anyway, uh, she, there it is again. Did you see that? Did you guys see that? Okay. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on on YouTube. There is obviously the Fanboy Planet channel, uh, and they call them channels, right? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Fanboy Planet. So, uh, without further ado, then please let us uh, let us talk. the fir- The big story this week is comics, and that is 
only one of the reasons that I brought in Steve Mix because I'm, I'm very interested in talking to retailers uh, right now in a, in a thing where it's been this up and down and, and especially comic shops that I, I think are cool and retailers that I think are cool. I want to be able to have a conversation. But the big news this week is that there were massive, massive layoffs at Warner Media. So this is one of those, ooh, inside, you know, it, it's, you got to go AT&T, company that came in, bought Warner Brothers, uh, bought D, which then means that they got DC and they formed a new company to bring Warner Brothers Studios, films, animation, and television, and DC together as Warner Media. So anything that you actually are interested in that you consider entertaining is called Warner Media. <laughs> uh, major, major uh, layoffs, and it was all across the board, so I don't want to say, but the problem is that DC Comics being a smaller subdivision got hit really hard, fully uh, the full numbers are not there yet. Apparently yesterday, a gag order was lowered on people as often happens during these times. They said, you know, please just don't talk about it. If you don't talk about it, we won't. Um, you know, I love when that happens. Uh, but of course people are going to talk about it because they're trying to get jobs. Although they, they are not officially leaving DC until October or November, unless they go someplace else. So anyway, uh, one third of the editorial staff, it has been laid off, and what I shouldn't say, and, and administrated as well. That includes the DC Direct, the company, the subdivision that was handling licensing and handling toys. Uh, I guess some individual T-shirts again, because DC Universe had a built-in store, and I think everything through that store was from DC Direct. That is gone. Uh, AT and T believes that they could, will be better served by licensing those things out. Most of the staff of DC Universe is gone. And I did notice on HBO Max that Harley Quinn has shown up. Rumor is Titans going over there. And with Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, and Titans over at HBO Max, I don't, I don't think we're going to see DC Universe much longer. But the big concern is the comics because, you know, that's always our, our first focus. And and that is that uh, that... There's rumors that the black label label is going away, although some trade paperbacks like in reprints, they'll still keep it there. Um, they've named two people as uh, co-publisher or yeah, co-publishers, uh, two women, one who is an old school DC person, so likes comics, and one who's been doing the young adult and kids graphic novels. Um, Jim Lee was, I mean, I think Steve, I think you posted at one point this week, uh, Jim Lee's out and then it's no, yeah. Jim Lee's not out, but they're calling him chief creative officer, which used to be Jeff John's role. Yeah. But they're not really officially saying that and everything is supposed to be interim. So who knows? They're answering to somebody new up top. Yeah. Um, you know, so but Jeff Johnson, did you, do we hear that? No, Jeff, Jeff Johnson has been gone for a long time. Oh, okay. Jeff Johns left last year to form Mad Ghost Productions. But he's still, like, working on DC projects. Like Pretty much that's what Mad Ghost is. It's producing yeah. movies, but it's independent, and thus, you know, there's, there's I think, a lot less internal strife, yeah. as there have been rumored for years. There's there a lot of disagreement there. You know, so um, I'm going to turn this to, to the retailer, Steve, as owner of Green Machine Comics. Um, first of all, you know, DC had also gone to two new distributors. And I think as, a, as you're one of the 
you're one of the people in favor of that now that you've experienced it, right? So yeah. you talk about that. Uh, well, they went to Lunar Distribution, which is who we decided to deal with. And uh, comparatively to Diamond, it's like it's like heaven getting a shipment from DC right now. Um, Diamond feels – there are times where it feels like they're price gouging us in, in weird ways and stuff like that. Um, Lunar doesn't do that. Uh, when the Lunar shipment shows up, everything is wrapped perfect. There's bubble wrap. The, the comics are set in like carefully. It doesn't feel like somebody's just throwing it across a warehouse into a box. Um, it's it's honestly been perfect and cheap. It's been so much cheaper getting those DC shipments separate, and we we don't have an explanation for it uh, other than just they're they're doing it right and they're not gouging us and we're not. We don't get a bunch of weird orders that are like messed up. We don't get damaged books. I we had one damaged comic the entire time. Well, yeah, one damaged comic the entire time through Lunar. Whereas with how many months, Washington, how many months have you been using Lunar? Uh, I know time means nothing anymore, but yeah, it's still much. Sure, since the, since it has to be since April, maybe. Okay. Or May? Maybe it's May. Maybe it's uh, that's been almost four months, yeah. uh, you know, right? So they've they've come out strong. Yeah. Um, they are. Uh, they they say they're going to be cutting a lot of, of books as it was announced today. Aquaman is ending. Um, yeah. They'll certainly, as they even if Black Label uh, does not go away, that output will be will be severely restricted. You know, and I think when Black Label, when Batman Dan first came out, we we talked talked about this. One of the controversies internally is AT and T doesn't see comics as something for adults. Yeah, and you know, so to do something that's mature that doesn't make sense to them, to who I don't I say them because I don't know who they actually are. You know, that's the rumor is the people that can actually, you know, make make decisions. They're they're faceless, they're nameless, and they're clearly not comics fans. Yeah, but you know, be that as it may, as as we were talking beforehand, these people, the people that have been laid off, may go land on their feet in better places. I did a live stream a couple nights ago saying I hope that you know we get some great independent stuff out of it. But right now, everybody's just got to be shell shocked. So, what is selling well in DC for you right now? Um. Definitely the new uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. We can't we can't buy enough of those books. Uh, every every single one we buy, even all the variants, like they just fly off our shelves. Uh, usually before we even sell them, um, before we even put them out. I mean, um, so those uh, Justice League, but it's kind of iffy right now because well, Death Metal's going on, so they've moved the writer Snyder over there. Uh, so they've got a bunch of writers filling in on Justice League, but usually Justice League. Uh, everything Batman. Um, the things that don't sell are like Aquaman, Hawkman. Um, Wonder Woman has... She goes up and down. It's kind of weird, at least in our store. Um, all of the Bendis Superman stuff is not... It's not selling all that well for whatever reason. It's not. Okay, that's, that's, right. that's kind of disappointing because I'm really enjoying the, the Bendis Superman stuff. But, uh, you know, I suspect that if Wonder Woman 1984 ever actually makes it to the theater, there you'll see a, a push. Because yeah. this is interesting. Uh, because of Netflix putting up the old guard, and Steve, you and I talked about this at Baycon, uh, you know, they, they, they put the old guard movie up uh, about a month ago, and they have sold 
three times as many trade paperbacks in the last month as they had total yep. up to the point of that series being out. Yep. We've been selling um, October Faction. All of a sudden, people are buying October Faction. Because well, they ran out of the old guard, you know, right? They, they watched the old guard, then they went, what else is comics related? And Netflix pushed them on the October Faction, and they went, oh, yeah. That, I mean, I, that's why I bought the trade, was like, huh, I want to see how it compares. So, um, so yeah, as you say, most of those books that you say that aren't selling well, those are going away. Uh, Justice League is probably, they say, is probably still going to last. Batman, of course, will. They're yeah, just gonna, Odyssey got the cut. Um, which I, it kind of makes sense. That book went up and down. Um, I, I, I'm kind of a big Green Lantern fan, so seeing a, a Lantern Corps member like Jessica Cruz get get different powers was really cool to me. But apparently, not everyone else. So, <laughs> how about uh, how about Legion or Metal Men or uh... Legion doesn't sell well. Metal Men doesn't sell well. Okay, um, I onesie twosies here and there. We're still putting three on our shelf, but they're not. Well, but how much walkthrough business, you know, another interesting thing about your store is you are in a mall mm-hmm. in uh, in a state that pretty much you can't go into a mall. Yeah. So yeah. you're not getting walkthrough business. No. Um, but, but you are uh, doing curbside pickup. Yeah, we do. We do curbside, but generally people who come for curbside, they know what they want to get. So we're not, we're not, uh, we're not really selling them on books on the shelf. So, but even before that, I could tell you that middlemen and um, it, it just wasn't selling well. I'm not really sure why. So it's kind of sad. Well, you know, it, 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 from that perspective, those are DC characters that the general public doesn't really know what you've right. named as the top sellers are things that have so far, you know, everybody knows Batman. Everybody knows Batman. And probably until they walk into your store, think that Marvel publishes him. Yeah. And uh, everybody knows knows Justice League is a concept. They're waiting for that Snyder cut. Um, did we mention, by the way, that uh, that Zack Snyder held his own Comic Con called Justice Con at the same time as Comic Con? I think we did. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. But anyway, so yeah. so that you know that does make sense. But on the other hand, it disappoints me that we're not we may not see a lot of. Uh, more experimental things from DC other than the YA and the kids stuff, which used to be called zoom and ink. And I double checked this week when I wrote an article about it, did they still have that imprint? They don't, they say graphic novels for young adults yeah. or graphic novels for kids. How do those sell in your store? Uh, actually every time they've come out, we've had a uh, pre-orders on them. A pretty good amount. You're talking about like the, the Catwoman. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was in it. There's at least three of them. They, they came out like last year. There's a Green Lantern one. There's yeah. a, there's a Zatanna in the House of Secrets. Yeah. Um, I, what else have I picked up? Superman smashes the clan. Oh yeah. yeah. That was really well in our yeah. store. So that one sold. Um, the one I was thinking was like the the Catwoman, and uh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Although the Catwoman apparently had some kind of controversy around it with some questionable scenes or injuring animals or something. Uh, so it sold really well because of that reason. It was weird. I I didn't read that one, you know. So I because I, I I can barely keep up on the comics that I I normally do, you know. Um, so I guess it looks like we lost Nate, but maybe we'll get him back. That's all right. That's all right. So uh, 
you know, what's next for DC? These are the predictions. Like I said, I think comics will still be there. I think uh, Warner Media is very interested in maintaining uh, these characters to license out as IP. I, I don't think it's the death of DC Comics. It's just it's going to be hobbling for a while at a time where it, it, it is difficult. But I do think it's the death of DC Universe. It's going to be a sl- it has been a slow death. But I'm hoping that they see a value in still having comics online that people DC Universe the streaming service. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Just being a contributor like the Marvel Comics Unlimited. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about the the Justice League Dark series that was supposed to be coming Nothing out? New has come up. I mean, you know, the reality is uh, so many things have been suspended. It doesn't mean they're not going to happen. It's just they can't go back to filming yet. Yeah. So everything's lost at least four months of production unless it was already in the can. Like if you watched Doom Patrol, and I'm not going to spoil just saying it does end on a cliffhanger because they could not complete the last episode. So that will be the beginning of of next year. Okay. Yeah, of, of, of season three. So, uh, you know, animation's coming in strong, but who knows there? But, but you know, again, we just, uh, Nate's coming in smiling. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, so just don't know that. I think everything's going to be H- HBO Max because that's what the head of AT&T said. We're just, don't think of it as a shakeup. We're, we're just refocusing. Everything's going fine. But when they labeled, you know, they got about 6 million signups. Uh, at, at at the same time, like a week after Disney announced that they were over 60 million subscribers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think they announced, I'm not sure if this is true, uh, confirmed yet, Bob Chapek may have announced that they're going to launch another streaming service for global because Hulu isn't outside of the U.S. So it's going to be Star, Disney Plus Star, that will car- carry the, the Hulu stuff. Uh, or at least the Hulu stuff that Disney actually owns outright, which let's face it, at this point, practically everything. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I do also want to say, as I've been reading from a lot of friends that are artists and writers that have worked for DC, many of the people that were uh, high profile that let go, not all, but many were people that Warner media was going to find problematic because of their connection and perhaps defense of people that had, um, you know, that have been kind of chased out of the industry for behavior. So uh, it may have just been a really, uh, I don't say a good way, but may have been a way of cleaning house. Convenient. Convenient. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's one of those situations I just say, I, I don't know. I tend to believe the stories I've heard, but, I you know there this that really hasn't been been proof there, but it is kind of an interesting coincidence. So Rick, you said that you had a prediction, and you know, well, you got Spider Man to the Avengers, so you know, I don't know. Rick sold his soul long ago. I don't know. What it I, I think that AT and T, like any large company, is always looking to see. They don't want to leave any anything on the shelf. They don't want to leave any money, um, any money hanging around. Uh, where they could be making money. I think that there's a potential for DC as a comics company to get licensed to someone else to produce. And AT&T would it'd be like the inverse of what Marvel did with their characters and Universal Studios still has the rights to, uh, to that edition, the comic book versions of a number of characters uh, f- for use in their theme parks. Um, but, you know, the idea that 
that somebody else takes on the risk of publishing these magazines and AT&G just gets a cut and a licensing fee for the whole thing. So I think they should sell it to Disney. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been playing Disney that had predicted that for a long time. But the thing right now is, as I've said, Disney's already licensing out. Um, all the Marvel kids' books are through IDW, um, which is struggling. You know, because that's the other reality that, you know, I right now, especially you, many people can't get to stores. And that's one of the things AT&T realized, too, is they're selling very well in trade paperbacks at Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble and perhaps the few bookstores that are mainstream that are that people can actually shop at. So that's where they see the cash cow is. You know, so I, I don't know that they would license out. Is it when the, the, the best candidate for them to license to is barely interested in publishing their own comics, it seems, although they certainly brought in Conan and, and Star Wars, you know, but I think, but, but um, Disney also licensed IDW has, again, kids books for, Mar- for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, no kid Conan books yet. But uh, wow, it's just a matter of time. No, there was an animated series. Oh, there was, yeah, like a young Conan, um, you younger Conan. That's, yeah, I mean, because the those, it's the Ivorian babies. Anyway, what do you do? Yeah, uh, so I mean, would Dark Horse pick it up? I mean, oh. the thing is, every company with with the exception of image at the moment, because image is its own strange and Nate knows more about that. You know, I won't say that they know them as strange, but they are, they have their partners, but their books are still all creator owned and separate. And so um, unless it's got an imprint, like Robert Kirkman takes on the DC universe, image doesn't seem a good, a good fit. Dark horse, obviously for their moves on, on Netflix are very interested, not moves on Netflix before Netflix, very interested in, in having IP that they themselves can develop and have a piece of. And the same with Boom. And uh, even, I got to say, I, this is exciting, TKO Studios actually got their first book uh, optioned. You stole my... Uh, ah. Well, they didn't really get it optioned. I'm going to talk about that in picks. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's a good pick then. All right. So I didn't say which one it was. Okay. But this is the first time. All okay. I'm going to say is it's not the one that I thought would be the this is the one I wanted to see yeah. made into a film directly. Uh, I do have it, but I, but uh, you know, and it's good because I think everything TKO studios. We'll talk is, about uh, it. We will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so, who's left? Oni. They don't have the. You know, maybe somebody will could swoop it. I just don't think anybody has the the market share to make it worth it. Although it could boost somebody's market share, but That's but right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Comics, uh, Comicsology. Maybe they just license it all to Amazon. We'll buy DC, and because Comicsology is doing some decent stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to say that, Steve, uh, <laughs> but there are a lot of digital only comics, and and that's the other thing is DC is also switched to a lot of digital only stuff or digital yeah. first. And if the sales are better there, and the sales are better at Walmart, they you know they're run by people who don't know the direct market. It's not the first time this has happened. Comic book stores came back from it when Marvel decided they understood better than than comic book stores how to sell to comic book stores, and they were wrong. 
-hmm. and then Marvel went for a couple of years. Hard to believe it was it was bankrupt and almost almost licensed to yep. DC a couple of times. Um, so, but those were different times. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. So it's time for pick of the week then. Or Nate, go ahead, sing the song. Nope. Muted, What's Nate. in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Hello, uh, Steve. As as you're new to this, uh, <laughs> or you've been on the podcast a couple of times, it's if there's a pick of the week that you would like to share. Uh, but I took you by surprise. I forgot to tell you. So uh, I'll I'll start with Rick. Uh, Rick, since you're dying to say now because I accidentally spoiled some of it, I didn't mean to. My pick of the week. Is a graphic novel by TKO called the what? Banks. Called by what? TKO called the Banks, and the story is is basically it's a heist, an extended heist story with a family aspect, uh, women of color involved in uh, kind of citing, figuring out how they're going to make an incredible amount of money through a uh, through taking money from bad people. It's another one of those stories. Um, do you have your copy there? I do not have my copy here. Actually, oh. I, I think this is one I just have on digital. I don't have the hard hard. Oh. I've got a mix of of yeah. stuff. Um, but uh, the the news this week, the reason why it it popped up for me was that they announced that they that TKO Studios has announced has partnered with Macro, yeah, to produce a film adaptation of the banks, um, and the Roxanne uh, Gay, who has who was the writer, will write the screenplay and serve as the executive producer on the project. And the uh, the uh, I don't think there's a role for uh, uh, pardon me for Ming Doyle, who was the artist. At least I haven't seen anything in. Uh, well, she, you know, who knows? I mean, she's already done the storyboards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't mean to be to be dismissive, but it is interesting because for those who don't know, TKO Studios is co-founded by Z Chun, who is a television producer and was a staff writer on Gotham the last couple of seasons. So I'm just surprised it took this long for the move to to get something adapted. And which, I, I honestly... Which did you think was going to get adapted of the TKO? Um, I thought that the easiest one there's, to there's do... Think, and then there's Want. So No, I, I know. Uh, I think Goodnight Paradise. Okay. Would have been a, a great adaptation, very timely, very uh, you know, very issue oriented. Um, I, I agree with that because when you're looking at, from a small studio standpoint, you want one of the one of the books that's not going to take a lot as far as production costs. And right. Goodnight Paradise, and oddly enough, the bank banks is um, are the two that come to mind for uh, big stories that they're more. Uh, they're more uh, Tarantino-esque as far yeah. as the, the settings and what you have to do as, as far as special effects are involved. I would, Prodigy would be, oh, that's, that's the wrong. Sentient. Story. Sentient would be the one that, uh, that I would. Oh, no, I, I agree. I think Sentient is. A, that is would a, be incredibly expensive. Is a great, is a great book. Um, so, uh, Steve, you say you're ready. I'm going to turn this over to you. Sure. Uh, I have I have a pick of a week of the week and then a cheat of the week. So it won't be the first time. Pick, pick of the week is Dark Knight's Death Metal. Oh, you jerk! That was mine. Okay. Yeah. I'm, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, all right. 
so Snyder, Capullo, um, Clapian, and uh, Placencia. Uh, really, really awesome story that is going into. Well, I mean, it's Snyder, and Snyder really goes in directions that nobody sort of expects. And uh, I, I was on the edge of my seat three or four times in this issue. It was awesome. Can I ask you a question, Steve? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you read the whole Metal series first, right? Yep. yep. Were you happy with the way that ended? Um. The ending was a little weird, and I because I I'm not a huge ambiguous maybe. Yeah, and and it, it like they definitely pulled it out of the fire, but it, I mean it was like there was nothing, no stone was left unturned in that. Yeah. Even had like Daniel the Dreamer in like the first issue. I think Scott Snyder writes to, uh, writes metal like. Uh, it's his Grant Morrison book. Only you don't feel like with a Grant Morrison book um, that you have to read it five times and get the footnotes. Um, you know, he's just he's just writing a, a metal book. You know, um, and it's interesting because to me, Dark Knight's Metal is the book in continuity that has nothing to do with continuity, right? You know, which is what the YA novels, graphic novels, and the kids' books are doing, is where to this point, he's just telling stories with these characters, and any version of them that, you know, you want to use is there. I feel like I'm missing a lot between issues, and then it still catches me up. I don't care. It's all broad strokes. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And I but, think the first so, issue with uh, Batman with the, the, the Black Lantern ring was like, oh, Oh, that's not that. No, (laughs) it was really a two-part question for you. So, and this is this goes towards the metal series. Do you think someone could come in in the middle of this and read and start reading Dark Knight's Metal without having read the original Metal first? Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Honestly, maybe. I mean, as long as you know that that, that the Batman who laughs is the bad guy, I, I I think you'd be okay. Uh, th- maybe the confusion might happen with the uh, the uh, special metal that Luther's bringing in now. The, the, so maybe you know what? Well, I think it's. I think it takes me back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let a young kid read it, but it takes me back to when I was a kid. If you re- picked up an j- issue of Justice League, mm-hmm. and they'd reference a thousand other things in continuity that I never had a hope at that time of picking up because I was too young to even know well, comic book stores barely existed. Um, you know, that's what it is. It's just this big, you know, I, I hear heavy metal playing. I, uh, they're occasionally softer. Jethro Tull comes in. It's not really heavy metal though. That's their one Grammy. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And, it, and you know, uh, so we'll see Nate. Or you had a cheat though, Steve. What's your oh, cheat? I've got a cheat, and I don't know how or why this happened. Maybe because Diamond is switching over and getting rid of DC books or something. Um, I ordered the Doomsday Clock hardcover part two, Jeff Johns. When it came, it still rang up as the the uh, Doomsday Clock part two, Jeff Johns hardcover, but it came as uh, both both part a one. Box set. Are they hardcovers? Twenty-four bucks, and it's labeled on the back as twenty-four bucks. They're both hardcovers. I think they're both hardcovers. Maybe they're not. No, no, they're both hardcovers. So I, I don't know how or why, but twenty-four bucks if you order the 
Doomsday Clock hardcover number two. It may come with both parts for only twenty four bucks. Do you ship to Studio City? Uh, we we will. <laughs> we'll talk, Steve. We'll talk, Steve. Okay. Steve. Um, one one hint for you as far as stocking in your store. If you are seriously having people just if heavy if Dark Knight's metal is blowing off your shelves, yeah. uh, Cryptozoic's uh, DC deck building game. Yeah. The next one coming out is Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, I saw it. I've seen it played, and it looks like the best one in that series so far. Okay. So probably worth stocking. Yeah, I'll check it out. Cool. Nate, what's uh what's on in your bag? My my bag is a couple weeks old. That's okay. And I don't know if you guys are talking about this, but it's another friend of the program written I'm book. Yes, oh, yeah. I did. Uh, number one, I did make as a pick of the week in, in the dark times without Nate Costa. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a great series. Number four, love it. And it's Aftershock. I've never even heard of Aftershock. I don't Aftershock know how. They do some really good books. I don't know how, like, Layman is an image guy. I don't know how they didn't say, yeah, go ahead and do that book. But you know what? It's getting published, and that's all that really matters. I think that's his second book for Aftershock. Is it? I think the one about, uh, oh, was it Emily and the Egret? I thought that was Image. No, I was think that not? was Aftershock. It was Eleanor and the Egret. Eleanor and the Egret. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, great book. It great is a great book. book. And it goes, and it's like, and this one has a few answers as to why things keep going crazy when nothing really he doesn't seem to, you know, everybody knows don't mess up the past because you'll mess up the future. And the guy doesn't really do anything in the past, but he comes back to the future and is always completely messed up. So this one has a few answers as to why that's happening. Yes, I love that. Uh, I'm going to, at the risk of being Nate-ish, uh, <laughs> metal, I'm going to go. That was my second with, book, but I don't have it yet. With this. Yeah. So uh, the latest issue of The Immortal Hulk. Uh, I will go fast because we say always the same thing, um, which is this is, I mean, you know, I loved Peter David's run. Uh, I loved Planet Hulk from Greg Pak. I thought nothing was ever going to top Planet Hulk in my heart. And the Immortal Hulk absolutely has. And I wish and hope that someday they get all the rights straightened out and, and adapt part of this to film because it's a heck of a horror film. And every time I think it's about played out, like, okay, Next one or two issues, they got to wrap this up, and they're not going to find another way to creep me out. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and, and it's just it's just fantastic. So, the Immortal Hulk, and you can get those trades. Uh, I will probably. Uh, my son has already told me several times. Oh yeah, you will be getting the deluxe hardcovers, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> even though I'm giving him every issue, you know, but he's job, like, oh, kid. he knows, he knows. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, th- those are the books we're recommending, and you can get all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Steve at Green Machine Comics. You can. You yep. can. Okay. Yep. So we want to talk a little bit about uh, because we have been talking movies and uh, streaming. I do want to say, by the way, that a movie at Cinequest, though I have no idea what's happening with the rest of Cinequest 2020, a movie that was one of the best of Cinequest 2020 before the fire is getting nationwide release on Friday, uh, August 14th. And, uh, you know, there's a review on Fanboy Planet. It's going to be in theaters where theaters 
are in, I guess, are open. And it will be on video on demand as well. And it is a, it was a movie shot long, you know, what, a year ago? And it is a movie about now. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely worth seeking out. I don't know if I want to call it science fiction. It sort of is. Speculative fiction. Speculative. It was speculative fiction when it was written. It is now, you know, it's a movie about a pandemic and a small town, going to a small town and the response to a pandemic. And there are plenty of projects that way that are going that way. Um, You know, we did mention last week that Mulan was coming to uh, Disney plus on September 4th for $30. Um, and then I guess at some undisclosed time in the future, we'll just become part of Disney plus. So, you know, kind of torn, like, well, yeah, I'd still spend, you know, if, if a theater was open, I would have spent 40, 45 bucks on tickets. Um, but Disney is still holding fast that on August 28th, the new mutants is coming out. Really? I, so- I didn't yeah well or we should say this they're holding fast they haven't said a thing as to you know changing the date change. there are places where theaters are open but you Tiff know has received I, a bunch of emails about amc theaters being open and she's like where is an amc open and like, well, not here i don't know where no, I know. It's, it's not in california uh at, 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 or at least in in the silicon valley or los angeles so I, I don't know, but they are, but they're celebrating, they're going to be open. They're celebrating their anniversary by uh, their grand reopenings will be 15 cents a ticket. They're fools. No, it's just for, I think it's just for one week. Might no, even just be open. Day. Not for 15 cents. A ticket. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still anxious to just see the new mutants, especially, once after Comic-Con, they confirmed that uh, Bill Sienkiewicz was on set and really involved in production design. And, and you know, so, I mean, that could be studio hype, but I, I love the thought that at least they, they read the comics. And remember those days when when we got comic book-based movies in which it was clear no one had read the comics that made it? You know, so this, uh, it's a golden age. It's a golden age. So, okay. even though we're stuck at home, I, I didn't know this existed until this week, but we were talking about the worst of the worst comic movies. Have you seen the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury? Yes, I that, own was it. Fox, that was a Fox TV movie. So let's be fair. Oh, okay, I've never seen it, and somebody told me about it today. I was like, I have to go look this up, and I was like, I I think I videotaped it, and I probably right. have the videotape somewhere. So uh, I have a DVD somewhere. Oh my God, Nate! I know we've done so many questionable things as fans, but uh, that was part of the package. That was the infamous, like what, two months that that Fox Network was gonna had sci-fi movies like every week. So with that was Generation X from the Marvel comics, but without ever being able to mention the X Men, right? And and the infamous Eighth Doctor, which is actually not that bad, but the Doctor, the American Doctor Who TV movie was from that series. So it was Nick Fury. Generate there was an, I think there was another one. But Doctor I can't remember. Strange. It was what? No, no, not not. I'm I'm thinking of the other ones that came before, like Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk. And that kind of stuff. No, those were CBS, right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but again, when you think about it, uh, of the time, that wasn't a horrid, horrible Nick Fury movie. I mean, I it, it was it was passable. I mean, he wore an eye patch at least, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Captain America wore a motorcycle helmet. I oh, my God. I mean, and and who was it? Was it Lisa Rinna? Was Valentina? I think. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was somebody who was sort of big at the time, you know. Or uh, you know, they they went to a lot of soap opera actors. Like Generation X was was definitely a bunch. And Matt Frewer is a villain who never appeared in the comics, but yeah. it was Matt Frewer, so he was his own special effect. Well, uh, so you know that that's it, uh, gang. I really appreciate Steve Mix. Do we want to say rest in peace to a certain television program that ended last night with a two-hour finale? You can go ahead. Rest in peace. Creation. Agents of Shield is over. I've watched the last three episodes. Don't say anything. I won't say anything other than it ended. It ended. Thank you. It ended, and I. I wasn't sitting there going, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So you have that to look forward to. You were satisfied by the ending. That's good. I wouldn't say I was completely satisfied, but it wasn't stupid. Okay. That was the cast that obviously got along and had a good time. I was worried when the, well, first of all, when last season, you knew it was the season before the last season, and Coulson is like this weird, not Coulson guy, 90% of the season. Exactly. And then uh, this season starts and they start doing all these flashbacks. And I was like, okay, what are they doing? This is the last season. Tell a story that makes sense. And they made it make sense. So that was all right. All right, good. And that's, I think, the last of Marvel Television as a separate organization. Oh, Hellstrom. We're still going to see Hellstrom, the series uh, that Marvel and Disney want you to not realize are Disney and Marvel. Uh, so, you know. Once you take away the one L, that makes it safe for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced so, slightly differently. Hey, hey, no. Uh, oh, I yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, Rick. <laughs> so I hope you all – we're also saying rest in peace to Rick's podcasting career. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> all right. Anyway, thank you, Steve, for coming in. I know, you know, it, it's really good to, good to talk to you, especially since – I think by now we should have been at a convention or two, Rick, Steve, and myself, and those got. I know. probably even would have made it to one of those. But can I say this is all the times I've done your podcast, I've never actually seen Nate. So this is the first time I've seen him. <laughs> Here, I'm going to bring him in close again. There you go. Take a good, deep look, Steve Mix. Look at him. Drink it in. Look at him. It's magnificent. Uh, Anyway, like a proud gazelle. Uh, (laughs) Standing stock still. Anyway, we, uh, so I, uh, we've, we're welcome to have Nate back, hoping we're going to have Nate back on a more regular basis, uh, depending on the cooperation of small children and technology. And uh, so technology seems to be the bigger pain right now. Okay, well, uh, well, again, you know, I will remind people that uh, if you are in Southern California and you are in uh, the Santa Clarita area, uh, Wicked Chicken, uh, Santa Clara, California, Northern California, uh, Wicked Chicken is available there. And Tucson, was that the new uh, one? Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been um, to Scottsdale. Yes, and uh, soon and to open. say that. Santa Clarita has been in the news for all the wrong reasons this summer, but Wicked Chicken is good. 
Okay, good, 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 good. And soon to open in Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, we're looking forward to that, which is changing its name, by the way, to Santa Farglera. So uh, it's going you know, to match. So, uh, all right, uh, we have we have Rick got up an oldie and a goodie. We have someone else to do our our sign off tonight. So just to remind ourselves that uh, that we we also miss this show. So. Uh, Good night, Steve. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. And good night, everybody. And tell us, and Rick, will you play us off? Hello, I am the monarch, and I am currently chasing Dr. Venture around. That's so sweet. I just wanted to remind you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.